from your perspective as a marketeer and English teacher, how do you think English learning process should take place in order to manifest the best performance ever? Well, in my opinion, to be able to manifest the best performance at English language like ever, you need to grasp the idea that the English language best equation for learning is how to identify your need for it and fool yourself in the light of Maslow's hierarchy, motivations types, and input and output theories of learning English language. This will easily enable the learner and the teacher to cooperate for the best results, which is integrating the English language as a spoken form in our daily life, interactions, and perceptions, which will later on dwell into our identity and start to deal with it in our everyday life situations with confidence. Hi everyone, this is Noraldine. In Seeker's podcast, we're going to be talking about the problems and the misunderstandings that hold you back from being fluent and how to get it off them in order to speak English automatically and confidently without even thinking about grammar rules or vocabulary, which means that our focus will be more on the spoken English. Now with all that have been said, you've got to do the best to be the best. Let's get it started. Hello Seekers and welcome back. This is Noriel Dean. Today we have a special guest. She is a linguistics MA researcher at Cairo University, corporate Markham specialist at Telecom Egypt, and an English teacher. Yumna, how are you? I'm fine. How about you? I'm good. Thanks for asking. So, Yumna, you mentioned Maslow's hierarchy. What is it? And what does it have to do with learning English? Well, from a marketeer's and English teacher's perspective, one needs to perceive the learning language as an equation, as we said before. So the first component of this equation is the need identification or the gap the learner wants to fulfill in their journey of achieving their self-recognition or any goal in their lives. According to Maslow's hierarchy of needs, there are five types of needs. The first one is the physiological one, which is the basic need for anyone to live or start to pursue any kind of activity in their life. The second one is safety. And safety has to do with the environment of the thing you're trying to pursue. And it has to enable you to focus and be free to do whatever you want. The third need is the sense of belonging to a certain group of people. The fourth one is, is esteem and acceptance, which will pave the way for confidence and pave the way to the fifth need, which is self-actualization that has to do with your own output in the world. The thing that you actually give out to the community you're part of. Well, as you mentioned the input that I'm going to give community, how do the input and the output function together? Well, as we spoke in the light of the English language learning equation, the second component of our 
learning process is the chunk of both input and output. Well, let's start off with input. Input is the first thing that comes into the learner, the learner's mind. And it has to be like one plus their level that they are actually at in the sense that the content that we add or they add to their current level allows for an evolution to take place and that will later on develop the learner's level for, of English competence by means of practice and discussions. It turns to a comprehensible input, which makes the student understand the newly added data in their own mind. And by means of warm feedback and discussions and them feeling free to get out their learned and understood language, output comes into this stage to be produced. And it has to be produced in a safe environment that is mistake allowed, that will like ensures that there is a healthy atmosphere of acceptance for the student to get their language and by feedback also, they start to reform and refine their output to later on use in their everyday life safely as well. How can we work this function out? Okay, here comes uh, the catalyst of the whole equation, which is motivation, because motivation is actually the linking part that links the need that needs to be fulfilled by the input and output. So motivation is the catalyst, as we said, and it makes up almost 33% of our learning process, along with our learning attitude and intelligence and competence of developing any skill such as language. Motivation, according to psychology, is the innate core energy that moves our minds forward in our journey of growth in general. So speaking of motivation in light of learning, it is the key element that drives us in a constant matter to have the full and energy to acquire the language in each stage of our learning process, no matter how long it takes. So it has two types that controls our ability to learn. The first one is the intrinsic motivation, which has the longer effect. And it is the inner form of the full of motivation in our minds, souls, and bodies. It is produced inwardly by means of having a positive attitude for learning and it works with the individual cues and challenges of growth. It actually being boosted by achieving extra level or extra mile in our journey of English learning. The second type, which is temporal, unlike the intrinsic one, it is the extrinsic motivation mm -hmm. because it is the external form of motivation that exists in the learning environment and it has to do with the group and the team you're working in, the teacher you're dealing with, or even mm -hmm. the course or curriculum you are exploring. Yeah. It is triggered by the praise and awards from the people around you and the grades 
you're having or achieving in your learning process. Also, it has to do with the acceptance and respect you receive from the group and the teacher or yourself, like your own inner uh, mechanism of evaluation. Mm -hmm. And it is not innate. It It doesn't come from the inside. It has to be from the outside world. Therefore, the intrinsic and extrinsic forms of motivation shall both exist simultaneously in your learning process and in your system and in balance so that you can achieve the best results ever. Yeah. So now, Yumna, what are the benefits students can derive from all of this? In order for the students to actually um, get benefits, like, good benefits from the learning process, they have to acknowledge the role, which is first, they have to maintain the setting of the learning and they have to acknowledge the need of their learning and that it's very crucial to identify it very precisely because this will reflect a huge part of their identity later on because they some sort building an alternative identity with a second language that throughout this language, they will see the world. It's like a lens that they need to use to see a new perspective of the world and unlock new layers of knowledge using this language. So it has to be a general unified goal for them to practice this language in a way that will allow them to grow themselves better and understand themselves better. So first, they need to set their goal to acquire the English language in a a universal way and have it as part of their identity. The second thing that will lead them to understand and work this goal out is to understand and identify the gap that they need to fill and the need they need to acquire its uh, results. According to Maslow's hierarchy, they need to make sure that the five stages of the needs are identified according to the, to themselves and reflect them according to, to themselves, as we mentioned earlier. So they need to pinpoint their current needs stage and move to the next levels within each type until they can grow different levels of output of the language to practice them perfectly. and. In order to delve into this, we need to actually analyze the five stages of the hierarchy and to help the student to understand how to uh, reflect on each stage. According to the physiological stage, they need to provide themselves a healthy body and a good environment where they can actually learn a language. So they need to eat well, sleep well, and be in a calm place so that they focus. This is the first thing. Yeah. The second thing, they need to examine the safety stage or the safety need measurement uh, in the way that are they surrounded by groups of people who share the same target or not? Is their goal is to acquire the English language or just to have fun and they are not focused enough like this mm-hmm. student? Also, they need to know the acquaintance they are surrounded by. So they have to surround themselves by 
uh, students who share the same direction and proper learning environment. And this, some sort of like universal or unified target, which is installing this language in their systems. As for the third need measurement, which is the sense of belonging, they need to construct a comradeship with groups to feel connected during their journey, to interact with them, to ask for their help if they need. So they have to construct this some sort of comradeship. You don't have to be friends. And of course, if you had a friend who shares the same sets of goals and stages and everything, that would be lucky for you, of course. Mm -hmm. As for the fourth measurement, which is esteem or self-confidence, you as a learner need to feel secure and okay to share the output of your current language level and know that it's okay to grow and learn from your own mistakes. Nothing comes easily because you are in an ever-growing journey. You're never going to stop to learn. So feel safe to make mistakes, to perfect your performance. As for the fifth stage, which is achieving and celebrating your challenges, which is self-actualization, you need to understand that you have to seek embracing your identity. So motivation here doesn't only work a very important part to learn, but also to get out this output of yourself. Be motivated by the fact you're going to perfect the language and eventually you're going to be able to read, write, and embrace yourself using it. So you have to install the bigger umbrella or the biggest goal, which is like interacting and be a second language speaker. So this is such a huge inner motivation, or as we call it, according to the types of motivation, intrinsic so be motivated intrinsically, not only extrinsically by how people praise you. And that's it, I guess. All right. I have just one question here. Could being motivated lead to confidence or not? Yes, of course. Of course it will. Because... Being confident, as we said, according to those five stages will enable you eventually to be aware that English language learning could be different because actually you don't have to perfect the native speaker um, dialect at all. As we all know, there are so many different dialects of English spoken language. There's like the, the Scottish dialect, the American dialect. So you are as an Arab or Indian or Asian or any type of cultural background you belong to, it's okay to have your own pronunciation and it's okay to speak freely because you are not a native speaker, you're a second language speaker. And of course, there is an mm -hmm. intervention of your own first language. So be sure that you have to be self-confident in order to motivate yourself. You have to understand that you should not overload yourself with things that will never take place because your identity is originally a first language speaker. So you only add another layer of cultural uh, means to communicate with the world in a better place. So just understand that you need to practice the language and fluency doesn't have to do with perfection of the first language speaker's pronunciation. Just be yourself enjoy yourself and know whatever dialect you're speaking, 
you are who you are and that's what matters. You have to reflect on the fact that your identity needs to be embraced and communicated in different languages so that you leave a larger mark in the world. That's all about it. Yeah, and most importantly, stop apologizing when you speak in English. Like, open up your mouth and try to communicate with people comfortably. I totally agree with you. That's an a integral part. Don't be sorry for who you are. As we said, you're an ever-growing evolution of yourself. You're growing a huge part of yourself in a new, total new language. So be confident that you are actually making an extra score in your life. And you have to be happy and proud of who you are. Because eventually, you're going to get there. You're going to speak the language. You're going to embrace yourself and reflect on yourself and try to communicate your ideas in this language. So just be patient with yourself and encourage yourself. As, as we said, remember that the most important part is to motivate yourself and not extrinsically. You have to motivate yourself intrinsically so that you perform better. This is the most important thing. It has to come from the inside. Yes, exactly. And also there is a beautiful quote that I love about having an accent. I think that quote goes back to Amy. And she says, an accent is a sign of bravery. So when you speak in a different accent or you have this accent, actually you are brave because you're trying to immerse in a different community, a different culture. So this is really something great that you try to go through. Well, finally, like there is something we talked about students. Now, what about the teachers? How can they implement this in order to help their students effectively? That's a very important part. We have to will and to will. Teachers has a very powerful role in the process. The student is not a self-learner. They are the crux of the whole experience because firstly, they set their goals to actually try to put the students on the right track. Actually, we as teachers, we have to set our targets and, and objectives to be helping the students to build up a new aspect of their identity. And we can do this by enabling them to interact and use their language in everyday life freely and installing the fact it's okay to make mistakes. Don't be ashamed or embarrassed of your first steps performance in the language. Just be confident and speak and explore the world, explore yourself and be okay. It's okay to grow and you're never going to grow until you learn and you cannot learn without making mistakes. Okay. This is the first thing. Yeah. The second thing that we have to acknowledge and employ all muscles types of needs in all levels that our students passing through with all different levels they are actually at. First, we have to prepare the classroom and maintain an objective, total mistake allowed environment to actually leave a room for the students to speak, reform their own output of language until they be proficient and fluent at the end of the course. As for our part uh, of giving feedback with them, uh, we have to make sure that our feedback is warm and constructive so that they have this kind of intrinsic motivation enhanced and be more confident of their own uh, language and be comfortable in their own skin 
And actually, we're trying by doing this to put this little seed of self-confidence that later on grow to be self-actualized uh, version of themselves uh, when they grow better in the language. Also, in making them practice in the classroom, they have to understand that practice is an integral part and it's okay to make mistakes, as we said. And they have to challenge themselves and put extra load on themselves with their own selves. It has to be coming from the inside of themselves so that the whole experience uh, they're going through uh, be autonomous later on. So when the course ends, they don't have to have someone who's actually having keeping an eye over them to learn. No, this comes like something that automized in their systems. Like I have to learn something new. I have to grow better until they become uh, self-aware with this fact. They have to be independent in learning the language. It's something that they have to do for their own good, not for our good, or just to get a higher grade in that test. Or like, oh, I need to do this because my friends are better than me. No, it's just for your own sake, not for anybody's sake. And also, part of our role is to balance between intrinsic and extrinsic motivation. For example, in the early stages of our course, we have to increase the extrinsic prompts that will trigger this kind of motivation inside of them. Like we can give them awards, certificates, and praising them, uh, saying, excellent, good job. And then we start to give um, a space or pave the way for the intrinsic motivation to come through by challenging uh, the students individually and within a teamwork. So they practice an exercise and challenge their own self to become a better version of their English, like their English self in the future. And I guess that's all what we can do so far. That's really amazing and great. There is only one question here that I was wondering about. And also you can see clearly happening in the environment of the class. Some teachers do this. And others understand that this is not good at all with all students. For example, you know when you have this comparable kid that all the teachers like compare this kid with others. While like you have to work hard. Look at that kid. He's bitter, and you need just to be like him. For example, the teachers try to set high standard or try to put them down by comparing them with others. So what do you think about this? Well, I guess that this matter has two main directions that I have to speak in each one of them. The first direction is like the teacher. The teacher's role in the whole learning process is a catalyst. He has to understand that his role is to prompt the students to become better, not to compare them. Like he cannot set a high standard because nobody is like the other. No one perceives like the competence of perceiving the learning input is not equal among the students. Some students actually learn by listening, others learn by challenging and exercising, others learn by the visual effects. So the teacher here has to make sure that he provides the students with all kinds of input 
and with all means possible, make sure that there is an objective atmosphere in the class. He cannot ever, ever compare one student to the other because this not only frustrates the other students and slow down their learning process, maybe actually like destruct, demolish the whole motivation process. Actually, they're inside their own uh, selves to learn, but also makes the teacher not favorable with the student. Later on, there will be no effect from our side or this teacher's side on the student. Well, at the end, which will at the end of the course will never pay off. It's not going to it's not never going to pay off. So you destruct your rapport with the students by doing this and also lose your effort at the end of the course because the student will not be doing this for their own sake. The student will be doing this for the sake of grades and to be better than this person and so on. So they don't have their individualistic part reflected on the whole process. He will not be able to to, to like move forward with his learning experience to reflect and use the language. He's just going to stop because he will always have this hollow gap inside of his soul. And as for the students, I have to directly uh, talk to them about this. Please don't ever listen to anybody tries to compare you to another person because you are unique. Like your learning process is like your fingerprint. Nothing is like, no fingerprint is like the other. So do you and so does the learning process or the journey you're going through. So please make sure that you reflect on your own performance with an objective way, according to the performance of your language, the practice, how much practice did I make, how much learning uh, I actually been through, the time I'm giving to myself, the patience I'm giving to yourself. Be your own supervisor in this process, even if you are within a course or like a curriculum frame, just make sure that you are the one who controls and chooses to whether accept the advice being given to you or the one who's actually uh, choosing to do or like identify what is the next step based on your feeling and your own acknowledgement of your own self throughout the process. Just be yourself. Feel free. You are learning an extra language just to enjoy a better life, a better perspective, a richer perception of the world. So just be who you are. And that's the prick of all uh, building you're trying to build. So build your house correctly. <laughs> just do your best. Thank you so much, Yumna. You're most welcome. Thank you, Noor. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please feel free to share this with your friends and have a beautiful and wonderful day. See you next time.